This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey y'all, it's Crystal. And it's Samantha. And this is Serial Holic Sisters. True crime shit. Hey girl, hey. Hey, hey, what's up? <laughs> so freaking awkward. We still don't know how to start. I know this. every time. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Everybody <laughs> loves it. Though. Everybody loves it. Nobody <sighs> notices. It's fine. Or or do they? <laughs> no, they're like shut the, the fuck is, up. Do they? <laughs> they're like, please stop talking now. I'm like, what is wrong with what's wrong with these bitches? <laughs> hey, we're awkward. Sup, girl? Yeah. So, did you so, see? Yeah. Any. Well, I was going to talk about, I saw this news story and I never watch the news or listen to the news or read the news because it's all terrible. and makes me sad. Okay. Um, well, yeah. But I did hear about this story <laughs> and I, I don't know if you heard about it, about this 11 year old girl that um, it was like a, an attempted kidnapping on her. Did you hear about it? No. I, don't remember, I don't remember what state it was, but it's like this, there's video of it too. So it's like this 11 year old girl. And she's sitting outside at her bus stop waiting to get picked up for school. It's like early in the morning. Mm -hmm. It's like video footage from like her house recording it or whatever. Oh, like the ring camera? Yeah, something like that. Whatever. Yeah. So, so she, I will say I like the ring cameras, but sometimes they're delayed and it drives me nuts. They are a little delayed sometimes. Yes. Um, so she's sitting at the bus stop and she's making slime while she's waiting for the bus. Okay. Sitting there making slime. Oh, okay. <laughs> makes me think of my 11 year old daughter because she loves slime okay right so she's sitting there and this white suv like slowly drives by and keeps going and then like a little while later it comes back and slows down and stops and then this guy gets out and like rushes towards her and like tries to grab her and it's like, uh -huh. you're like watching this video it's like terrifying and this girl like struggled and fought him off and he like ran off and went back to the suv and drove away but like when she struggled with him, she made sure to smear slime all over him because she watches Law and Order SVU with her mama. And she was like, I know that Olivia Benson would want me to fight and like leave a clue so the police could find him. Right? Oh, I did see this. Yes. Okay. And then they did I end up finding him. Article, but I didn't see. That is crazy. I was going to say, I did see the article because um, she did an interview yes. about it and like talked to the little girl. Yes. I did see this. That's so she so, did. So cool. They did end up finding him because on the camera, they had like the license plate number in the car and all that. And when they right? found him, he still had blue slime like stained all over him. And like, it's fucking great. It's fucking great. And freaking Mariska Hargitay like tweeted at this girl after she heard the story. That's what it was. I saw yes, that. Yes, and That's she was like, saw. "I'm not a Twitter person, but I no. did see that. It popped up on my phone." I thought that was. I the don't even know shit. how I still have. I still don't know how I have Twitter that pops up on my phone because I don't get on my Twitter account. I don't even know what's no, on there. No, <laughs> I only knew about this because somebody I know was like, "Did you hear about this?" And I was like, "Well, no." So then I looked it that up. So cool. It's freaking awesome. It's, it's, it's badass. That I'm girl. teaching my kids. 
And I was going to say, it's good that I'm, I'm teaching my kids to watch things like this. Right. That was so smart of her to be like, I need to leave evidence for them to find him. It was. It was very smart. That's crazy. So, yeah. so it's your turn. Okay. Well, um, it is my turn. So this week's episode, um, it's not going to be super long. It's, it's actually a pretty well-known one and it's the rave on TikTok now too. Um, A lot of people are like, okay. So before I say rave that, let me explain what I mean. There's (laughs) a huge, uh, free these guys, TikTok, um, Oh, I know what you're going to do going on. Uh, Yes. Um, it is a good one and there is some, how do I say this? There, there's some back and forth on whether you believe what's going on based off of like, they're saying free these guys and other people are like, oh no, they did these, this because of this, like, it's crazy. So I don't, I'm, I'm trying not to give you all of it. <laughs> Okay, so, so I probably don't know what you're doing because what I'm thinking of is like well, very, very current. <laughs> you will know what I'm doing, I promise you. Um, and when I say the name, the brothers, they are oh, brothers. Okay. Yeah, I think you know who it is. Um, like I said, there's a lot of controversy going back and forth on what happened and what didn't happen. I have um, a question. I have my, my hand raised okay. because I have a question. Um, <laughs> I actually don't have a question. I was just gonna have a statement. <laughs> I have a statement. <laughs> I have to tell you you're wrong. <laughs> no, no, I don't have to tell you. I'm I'm pretty positive I know who you're talking about. I'm confusion because <laughs> I'm confused <laughs> because I don't have a TikTok because I'm old and I don't understand it. Oh right. But I see all the videos that you send me and they're hilarious. And I feel like if I opened my own TikTok account, then I would get sucked in and I would never finish anything in my life ever again. Okay. It's awful. It's an awful, <laughs> awful thing to get sucked into. I'm going to tell you it's awful. I, I will sit there. I've gotten better <laughs> lately, but I am stuck on dog TikTok and I'm loving it. I'm just going to say that. That sounds amazing. All the cute it is. It's the best thing ever. I'm constantly showing Dallas um, dog TikToks and I'm like, look, does this not remind you of Shadow? He's like, stop <laughs> it. It's, it's adorable. I don't understand, but um, there's all these things, like, I'm pretty positive I know who you're talking about. I don't understand why it's a huge thing on TikTok right now. It is because they're doing a free them campaign. Um, and I'll get into why. I guess I there's mean, been new like evidence trends. Maybe, yeah. It, well, it's not so much. Well, yes and no, but it's more because you know TikTok. Like, well, you don't I know. TikTok, I don't know TikTok. TikTok you know from me. <laughs> they get on these. They get on these ridiculous trends sometimes, and um, those that watch like true crime TikTok, which there is, it's when I say true crime, it's a bunch of people video like recording kind of doing some of the stuff we do but it's not good <laughs> like oh. half the stuff is shit <laughs> I'm just gonna say I've heard that there's like some they really need good to go ones. and actually there is some really good ones there there's a couple really good ones um uh there's a there's actually a guy that does do some pretty good research and I'm pretty proud of him when I watch his you're TikToks proud of him. because you're like I am so proud of you <laughs> I know I don't even know the dude I'm so proud of you, but I don't even know the dude. And, and I'll tell you, he, you can tell he actually researches the stuff and he doesn't just like bullshit his way into it. His Do you know his like name? Jack. 
Jack something. something. Oh, that's helpful. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's like, yeah, I'd have to pull it up. He's he's really good. Like he's actually really good. I'm really bad about finding TikTok names, but he's not. I, I don't know that he's really done these guys. He's done some of the major serial killers and stuff yeah. too. So, anywho, let's just go ahead and get into it. Um, so. This episode is over Joseph Lyle Menendez and Eric Galen Menendez. Yes. Um, so if you guys haven't guessed it, they're brothers. They were convicted in 1996 for murdering their parents, Jose and Mary, or um, Kitty, as they called her, um, Menendez. And during the trial, because there, there was a long trial period for these brothers, they... Um, committed the murders in fear that their father was going to kill them after they threatened to expose him for years of sexual and emotional abuse. That's, that's why they, they claim to kill him. Joseph goes by Lyle, his middle name. So you'll hear me say Lyle a lot instead. Um, so Lyle and Eric's father, Jose, he was born May 6, 1944 in Havana, Cuba. Um, at the age of 16, he moved to the U.S., and it, this was shortly after the end of the Cuban Revolution, so it was a big thing for him to come to the U- United States. Um, he, he came from a poor family, but he excelled, and, and I'll get into that. He met Mary Louise, also known as Kitty um, Anderson, at college. She was a beauty queen. And they married in 1960. Yeah. Yeah. She was, I mean, she was pretty successful too. I mean, you were like Mary Louise and in my head, I immediately thought Parker because those names go together. Right. (laughs) Right. Um, but I'm going to call her Kitty moving forward. Um, cause that's what she went by and they, they got married in 1963 and they moved to New York, New York city. Okay. Um, Jose earned an accounting degree from Queens College. He was a pretty successful man. He did really well coming from Cuba, where he didn't do well to coming to the U.S. Um, They had their first son, Joseph Lyle Menendez. Um, He goes by his middle name. And he was born on (laughs) January 10th, 1968. I know. (laughs) (laughs) After having Lyle, Kitty uh, quit her teaching job that she had at the time, and they moved to New Jersey, and then they had Eric, who was born November 27th, 1970, two years later. Okay. Um, And in 1986, Jose's career as a corporate executive actually took the family to Beverly Hills, California. 86 was a good year. 86 was a good year. It's the year it I, I graced this earth. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> the Menendez family, they seem to be like a perfect model of an American dream family. But, well, in the 80s, that is, you know. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, and Jose spent the early 80s as the head of RCA Records and okay. had a hand in signing on bands such as Duran Duran. I was gonna say that was um, a big record label. It was a big record level and and I had to throw in Duran Duran because I'm pretty <laughs> sure that was a, a 
mom and dad listened to them a lot. I was like, where are you going with this? <laughs> <A lot. laughs> like, they did. Yeah. I, I, I had to throw, I had to throw in that. So there you go. Anywho, okay. <laughs> <laughs> the family moved to Los Angeles just a few years before the murders took place. Um, and we'll get into like the background of all that. So, yeah. So their sons, Lyle and Eric, who were 21 and 18 at the time of the killings also Gr- seem grown ass mans. They were grown ass mans. That's correct. Uh, yes. They were also really good um, tennis players. Um, it's random fun fact, I guess. I don't know. Um, I guess. He was, so Lyle was. I was gonna say, I guess, cause that's kind of what? like a, um, a popular pastime of back then the like wealthier people all played tennis yeah well they did really well like lyle was a star tennis tennis player turners that and and he <laughs> turners he was he was a star turners player yeah no tennis player he he attended princeton and okay. um eric actually turned out to even be better than him at tennis and wound up like nationally ranking oh wow um at his age bracket yeah he did he did really well um like they had and and according to them they had no choice but to be successful because jose their father was like hard on them he would as they said work them to the bone in athletics <laughs> okay so they were pretty much forced into it is the way that they, they, they were good at it, but they were forced into it. Um, and Eric, when, when they ran, when they, um, moved to California, he, Eric actually started running around with some like teenage delinquents and he started getting himself into trouble and, um, got in trouble with like for burglarizing some places. That's not good. (laughs) Yeah. And then another thing that happened was Lyle, when he was at Princeton, he was suspended for a year for plagiarism too. So like they just started doing really poorly when they moved to, to California. Okay. So yeah. Um, so on the evening of August 20th, 1989, Jose and Kitty were sitting on a couch in the den of their house in Beverly Hills. When Lyle and Eric entered the den carrying shotguns. Oh God, I'm so nervous. Yeah. I know what happens, but I'm so nervous. Now. I know. <laughs> um, so Jose was shot in the back of the head with a 12 gauge shotgun. I cannot imagine Kitty, sitting there with right? my husband and then that happens like that's. Well, and they were, they were sitting on the couch while Kitty was actually asleep. She oh, woke good up God. to the gunshots. Yeah. She woke up to the shots, um, got up from the couch, and then they shot her in the leg, and she fell. Oh, my and God. And they shot her several times in, in the arm, chest, and face, leaving her unrecognizable. Holy shit. That's terrible. Yeah. Okay. You're good so at tennis, both but you're them, not good at aiming. Good God. I guess not. <laughs> and it's a shotgun, so like you know the, what that, happens when, when you right, shoot a shotgun. That spreads, spreads. everywhere. Yeah. It's holy spreads. fuck you're okay. Jose so both Jose and Kitty they were they were also shot in the kneecaps um this Ooh. was an attempt to make the murders appear like they were like organized so they shot them in the kneecaps they weren't gonna after take the after 
Okay. Yeah. After. So. Okay. The boys ended up leaving. And when they returned home later, because they had to leave for an alibi. Right. So I mean, well, I need to make an alibi later, after I've already committed murder. Mm-hmm. Okay. Exactly. So when they got home, Lyle called 911 and shouted, someone killed my parents. And when officers arrived at um, the house, the brothers told them that they had gone out to see a movie and they had to make a pit stop to retrieve Eric's ID. And that's when they saw their parents' bodies and dialed 911. And the officers that actually responded to the 911 call, when they got there, they found Eric sobbing on the lawn before even entering the crime scene. Okay. They even said that the Menendez murders were so gruesome that it looked like this could have been um, a mob hit. That's okay. That's awful. Here's my thing. Okay. Is their whole thing that, I don't know like a whole ton of it. Is their whole defense that the dad was terrible and like abused them and stuff. So this was their way out. No, both of them. Okay. It's going to be both of them. The reason you'll get, I'll, I'll get into it because they, there is some interviews that they did, um, describing some of it and everything. And and we'll get into that. My other thing is if that is, if that's the deal, if they're both doing that, why would you go through the trouble to try to make up an alibi and all this stuff? Like, why would you not just say they didn't, we did this after all these years of terrible abuse? Like we had to do it. It was us or them. And like, well, why would you go through the trouble and, to try to make an alibi and all that stuff is what I'm saying. Agreed. <laughs> okay. Agreed. Okay. Just agreed. checking. But, but you got to remember they're like 21 and 18. They're not really thinking of they, that. They, they don't. I mean, it's definitely it. premeditated. Right. It's definitely sure. premeditated. Okay. But <laughs> they dumb dumb. <laughs> okay. um, and I, and when you, when you hear, when you hear like the interviews and, and when you hear some of the witnesses and stuff that, that come up later on, you're gonna, it's, it's gonna really turn the tables like on how you're feeling about right. this case yeah. for sure. So, so the police, um, they didn't order the brothers to undergo like a gunshot residue test to find out whether they right. had recently I mean- used any firearms. Because I understand the time, that because there was they, no evidence that right. suggested that they would be involved. They looked distraught, you know. Right. They so, they so just coming home. It looked like crying, they just came home and their parents they were don't shocked. Look very good. But in the months after the murders, um, the brothers started spending like a shit ton of money. So their parents were very wealthy. Yeah. Like this is what I remember. A very wealthy man. Um, I re- I remember. I don't. I haven't read up on all the new stuff that's happening right now. But I do remember they killed their parents and then afterwards they spent like a shit ton of money. That's what I remember. A shit ton of money. So like it started adding up um, and and police were starting to get suspicious because of all the money they were spending. Like Lyle was buying Rolexes, a Porsche or Porsche. How do you want to say it? I like to say say Porsche, (laughs) but I like to say Porsche sometimes because Joey did in Friends. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well I like to say Porsche too but then people correct me that it's a Porsche I don't know people um is and it Joey, he even is bought it Joey a cafe. he bought a cafe 
it's not Joey Trivia. He bought a cafe. He, he bought, bought a cafe. Wait a second. Okay, so he drives a Porsche and he brought bought Central Park. Is that what you're telling me right now? <laughs> Pretty much. Okay. <laughs> That's what he did, except for the fact that they live in California. <laughs> oh, okay. Damn. That's not the same. Okay. Okay. So they bought a cafe. They bought, I got past that. I've they said got it a Porsche. They got a, ca- a Porsche and a cafe. Yeah. We're good. We're good. Sorry. I had, I lost my spot. So anyways, we had they some technical difficulties, guys. <laughs> we did. <laughs> so they eventually left the family mansion unoccupied. And they decided to go and live in adjoining condos that were nearby their their old mansion. Oh, adjoining condo. Okay. Yeah. I mean, they were close. They were close. I mean, they were part of the crime. So, yeah. Yeah, they were. It actually looked like they spent somewhere around $700,000 during the period between the murders and their arrests. So, they were just spending What was that period? Like how long was it before they were arrested? Not a couple months. It, it wasn't oh, long. Um, so during the early stages of the investigation too, the police um, tried to narrow their search to people who had motives to actually kill Jose and Kitty because, you know, the boys were like not really technically suspect. a suspect. Right. Right. It just, it just looked like they came home and found their parents dead. Yes. Um. They in, they investigated potential mob leads, but okay. nothing came. Um, and in an attempt to get a confession from Eric, because they were starting to you know spend so much money, the police actually convinced Craig, one of Eric's closest friends from high school, um, and a tennis buddy, to wear a wire while having lunch with him. Oh shit! And, and Craig blatantly asked him if he killed his parents and Eric said no to Craig. So, I mean, that sounds don't want like a super yes. awkward lunch. <laughs> hey, let's have lunch. Did you kill your parents? Like no. what the fuck, bro? No. <laughs> like, <laughs> Cause I mean, I, I wouldn't be like, oh yeah, yeah, I did. <laughs> like who would, like nobody would say yes to that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you want to know how? <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> Do you know who would say yes? A freaking straight up psychopath would though. A for psychopath real. Would. Yes, yes. Of course. Um, and in, so in 1988, after getting caught in like a string of burglaries, like I told you about this, so we're going backwards a little bit. Oh, okay. Um, at that time, Eric was required by the court to meet with a therapist okay um the therapist was named dr jerome oziel i don't i think that's right (laughs) that sounds good um it's very hard to pronounce sometimes with weird (laughs) last night like it's very hard for me to make letters make sounds i mean come on hennius We all remember Hennius, yes. We remember Hennius. I don't know why in the fuck I said that, but whatever. Um, <laughs> after I said it too, my face just like straight dropped. I, I mean, you also no, just <laughs> you also just said Turnus, so instead of tennis, so. Turnus, you got the Turnus. Anyways, <laughs> give her a break, guys. It's hard for her to make sounds. <laughs> grammatical errors it's okay so the the therapist uh reached out to eric soon after the murders and like asked them how they were doing and wanted to meet with them and so they began meeting with 
both of them, Eric and Lyle. And soon okay. enough, Eric did confess to killing his parents to the therapist. And the therapist confided but he was like, in- he was like, but confidentiality, right? It is. It's confidentiality. They, right. They, he couldn't, there was nothing he could do. Um, and he confide, confided in his mistress, um, the oh, therapist well. did. Oh, I was like, who's, got, I was like, who's got a mistress? No, the therapist, the therapist ended up telling, like confiding in her about. Wait, Eric he had a confessing. mistress. So he yeah, was like he married and he also was, had a mistress. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> That's a lot to just throw on me and act like it was normal. <laughs> we, we, we don't have to get into all of that because we're not talking about him. <laughs> I'm talking about him. No, <laughs> you can't just like zoom past with a mistress and not have me well, ask questions. I mean, I don't know much about his marriage or anything. I didn't get into all that. Like, okay. I didn't go and research the therapist's background. Okay. <laughs> all I, mean- I did. I researched what happened with the therapist. So the therapist, his therapist, Dr. Jerome or whatever. And the therapist needed a therapist. Got it. (laughs) No, he, um, he felt guilty, you know, not talking much about it. And so he told him or told the woman, he's like, Hey, so that breaks confidentiality, right? So this ultimately does play like a huge part in the case. Yeah. Okay. So therapy sessions continue with, with the doctor and both Eric and Lyle, and he has both of them on tape confessing to the murders at one point. Oh, damn. Um, but Eric said that, that they had done this, um, you know, ultimately because they were scared and that they put their mother out of their mis out of their her misery too um but lyle made it very clear that they were both in on the crime and that their parents were both to blame too so so was it a was it a mom look the other way situation so she was to blame mm, no okay no i'm just gonna stop asking questions and wait yeah (laughs) we'll get into what she did so so smith the woman that he was with the mistress yeah okay so they had a super rocky relationship she actually oh, you don't say okay yeah she claimed he was controlling and abusive and oh, after he good. supposedly attacked her she oh. contacted the beverly police to reveal that the menendez brothers confessed to the parents murders i feel like this is going to be a lot of he said she said it is a lot of he said that's what i'm saying okay and this case is crazy so she's like oh he he's hurting me well i'll i'm gonna get you i am gonna go tell them what really happened so she went to the police and was like uh lyle and eric killed the parents and she even had the audio tape of their confessions how did she have a tape she took the tapes. So of course, you know, the police have these confessions on tape now. And so they're like, okay, well, we're going to go in and arrest, arrest them. them. Yeah. I mean, like, so we have literally have tapes of you saying that you did it. So Lyle was arrested. And then soon after Eric, who was actually in Israel at the time, because he was playing tennis there, oh, flew back to LA and turned himself in after he found out that his brother was arrested. Oh, okay. And um the problem was figuring out whether the tapes with the confessions fell under doctor patient privilege. Right. Yeah. Were they admissible in court? Um it took 
That sounds like a big headache. Yeah, it was. It was. It took two full years with lawsuits, appeals, everything going back and forth between the prosecution and, you know, the Menendez's lawyers. And finally, the Supreme Court of California ruled that two out of the three tapes were eligible to be used in the trial, one of which was Lyle's admission of guilt. Okay. So um, the trial began in 1993 and was broadcasted on court TV, which blew up that year. Um, yeah. You, it's a huge thing now, you know, all the the crazy all the high profile cases cases. yeah Mm -hmm. and um lyle and eric started claiming you know the reason that all this happened was it was far beyond emotional abuse and pressure of high expectations it happened because jose was molesting them since childhood and they went into like graphic descriptions that's terrible on what happened with them yeah um so yeah it it was terrible and their lawyer leslie abramson the -hmm. boys's lawyer um argued that the two were acting in self-defense after growing up in such a violent and traumatizing home and which then in turn turned into graphic testimonies going back and forth having to break down you know what they lived in with their childhood and then um it's crazy because this is where I said there's a lot of he said she said stuff right years years later a cousin of the boys told ABC News that she did believe Lyle's story and Eric's story because they they told her similar things when they were kids when they were kids oh that's when they were young kids And um, the defense also actually attacked Kitty, stating she was a major alcoholic, drug addict, and useless mother who had many, many affairs, but also took turns into the molestation. Oh, damn. So, yeah, that's why I was saying it's not, it's not so much that she turned the other way. It's that she also took a part into this. Right. So If if it's true. It. And this is where it goes back. This is, this is where I'm like, okay, you're gonna, you're gonna think, mm, this sounds a little sketchy because they spent a bunch of money and stuff. But right. Then That's where I'm in, so torn. It was I clearly premeditated and they spent so much money, but also like, if that was happening to them, that's fucking awful and self-defensey. Like, so, and I'll tell you when we're done with every, when I'm done wrapping everything up, I'm going to tell you my thoughts on it too. So yeah. Lyle testified that his mother was very strange and frequently violent okay. and that she, like his father, sexually abused him. Oof. And until he was 13 years old, his mother would wash his body everywhere. Stop it. Everywhere. She said, um, 13, 13, like my 13. son is 12 and I cannot imagine like like what the (laughs) fuck let's let's rewind a gunner and his finger okay what the fuck (laughs) okay his finger (laughs) when gunner broke his finger he wasn't it took me a second to process what you were saying (laughs) i know that sounded awful so gunner when he broke his finger his 
pins weren't supposed to get wet. Right. So you had to like help him take but a I bath was or whatever. Used. <laughs> I right. was like, I kept telling together, I was like, you have a good hand. Use your good hand. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like scary movie where he's like, take my strong take hand. Take my strong hand. <laughs> oh my God. That's my favorite ever. So, that's so disgusting. So um, can you just imagine like this mother? This no, is, this is I literally cannot. <laughs> it's awful. I couldn't even do it with like, I'm sorry, you're 10. That's weird. No. <laughs> right. Right. No. So that that's not um, okay. She would also invite him into bed with her. Ooh. And he said that she would she would touch Stop. him everywhere. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm like, sorry. you don't gotta get graphic. We know it's graphic. You don't gotta I'm get into the details. To too graphic. So we don't need anyway. details. So Lyle actually said that he took it as love. Like she was enjoying That's it. So sad. It is sad. It That's is sad. the he saddest thing ever. Better. He didn't know better because, because he's growing this up, pure little is, child, right? Like he I doesn't mean, know. Even as a teen, like coming up to his teenage years, I mean, he was used to his mother doing this, and and he said, "I took it to be love." She was enjoying it, but after a while, he wasn't enjoying it. He he felt like it was wrong. Like right that's terrible and so he said if that's he, true that's fucking awful and so sad and he said that like he stopped coming to her room and she she would get super mad like she would take it out on him and yeah. through throughout you know his teenage years and his adolescence she would harass him and make really weird sexual conduct with him like it was awful oh my God. okay but then it goes into Eric. Jose molested Eric more than anything. Like he, he didn't mess with Lyle the way it was awful. So like Lyle got it from his mother and Eric got it from his father. That is awful. So I literally saw a picture not long ago because, you know, you said this is all on TikTok and stuff. I don't have TikTok, but I did see a picture on Instagram and like these people, all these people were commenting and there was like people from both sides of believing that they just killed them or believing that it was self-defense or whatever mm-hmm. and this picture is both of them when they're little uh with their dad jose and i'm guessing i think it was eric on jose's lap and lyle sitting like beside yes. them and the picture it i know looks, what picture you're talking yes, about so it looks like his hand could be like in a very like bad like in his like crotch basically mm-hmm or it could be like on his leg, like on his, his upper thigh. So people are arguing that, oh, yes, I mean, that he's totally groping him in this picture. And that's terrible. And other people are like, oh, he's just got his arm around his son holding him on his lap. So looking at the picture, I could see it both ways. I could see, oh, yeah, he's like just dad holding his kid. Or I could see right. uh, his hand's a little too close for comfort. Right, right. And it's, it's difficult. to you, you just don't know. There's a lot to the case. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot to the case. So um, Eric, you know, testified that from from the age six to 18, his his father molested him. And then Lyle said that his father did molest him from the age six to eight, but then he stopped. Like, he didn't want to anymore. Um, And it was just taken out on Eric. And I it's so heartbreaking listening to the interviews and the, the testimony that they give, because it, you can see 
it in their face. They're constant. I mean, just yeah. having to relive it. That sounds so Lyle. Awesome. And Lyle also said that his father would punch him in the stomach or whip him, whip him with a belt. Um, when he refused to do things, he said his father once threw him into a coffee table, causing a cut that left a scar over his left eye. And at age 17, he said he finally dared his father to shut up and Jose slugged him in the mouth, leaving his lip scarred. Oh, geez. Yeah. I mean, that's not a thing that you can just lie about. Like, you can see scars if it's on your face. You can. I mean, I guess you could lie and be like. You can lie about how it happened. Right. But, but I mean, it's kind of, this is, this is why I'm like. I'll, I'll tell you my opinion on the case when I, I have when no everything's thought, like done. I have no opinions right now. It's very back and forth for me because I don't right? know. <laughs> it's stressing me out. Well, his so, so his mother's inappropriate sexual conduct. Um, Lyle stated that it was a variety of physical and emotional abuse too. Mm-hmm. So like it got it got out of hand. So he went he went away to summer camp. He was super lonely and homesick, like most kids. Right. And he said that she refused to accept his telephone calls to home because she was mad that he went. And then, um, I know, I I mean, you could have told your kid no. I was like, you kind of have, like, say over that. You're the fucking adult, but okay. Right. (laughs) You you grown up. So, again, this goes back and forth, right? how, how do you feel about it? And then there was, um, another time that, uh, their family's first pet ferret died and he testified, Lyle testified that she had stuffed and mounted it on a log and placed the display on top of a television set so that she could always see it. It was like traumatizing for them. What the fuck? To punish him, he said that she would throw his prized toy animals out of the window. And the toy animals were, like, super important to him because he took them to class one day when he was a sophomore. And then um, when he wanted to answer a question, he said he would raise a stuffed animal paw instead of his own hand. Like, it was traumatizing to him. He was acting like a child. I was very confused. Okay. So he was a sophomore and he took like stuffed animals to school. Yeah. And raised their hands. Yes. Because of the ferret. Because like all of the traumatizing things that happened. Yeah. Yeah. And she would take those. Well, she took those stuffed animals and she would throw them out the window. Oh my God. So like, so those are like his little like comfort type things when he's been traumatized in his life. That's what I was going to say. So he was, he was getting them and he, like, they were super important to him. So he took Right. That's like a security type thing for him through all yeah. this trauma that he's been through. And then she would just throw them out the fucking window. Yep. And he said that she, she was often violent. She would beat him. She would kick him, drag him from his room by his hair. Um, one time he said that she chased him around the house with a kitchen knife. Oh God. Yeah. Okay. Um, then she, he also said that when she, when he was a young boy, she would show him pictures of her in a bathing suit or lingerie. Uh-uh. Mm-hmm. No, that yeah. one. I don't like that. 
when he was 11, she would go topless in front of him what the or fuck? wear an open robe or go naked. Sometimes he said she would ask him how she looked. Like, what yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, all of these, this, these are some of the stuff that they testified about. Right, right. Some of the stuff that they literally were interviewed about. Um, he said it was about that time when he said that he wasn't going to share, like he was done sharing the bed with her because it was starting to get uncomfortable. I mean, it's um, way past uncomfortable for me. So yes, I can imagine. Right. He also testified that his father forced him to perform oral sex on several occasions and raped him mm-hmm. one time um, right bite after. Bite it off. Cut it, bite it off. Bite it off every time I think of that so anytime somebody for any all of our listeners I'm just gonna say this again oh geez if anybody tries to sit back and tell you that they're gonna force you to do oral sex bite the fucking thing off Lorraine Bob at that shit bite it off and then bite throw it, it out off. a window because that's what she did threw it out a window she threw okay. it out a window <laughs> <laughs> that's terrible okay Ugh. So, um, when Lyle got older and he started to begin to date, um, there no, wasn't I, very, many, there I wasn't just, very many occasions that he was dating, but, um, I can imagine if this, told- if this all was true, that'd be super fucking awkward and no, he wouldn't want to like bring anybody home. Or, no, like- he did. He didn't date very often. That's what I was going to say. It wasn't, it wasn't like he brought a bunch of girls home or anything, but his mother did call his girlfriend like gold diggers and bimbos oh and, my god and sluts um I'm like what the fuck <laughs> like okay yeah it was it was awful she said uh or he said uh, in 1989 like during one of his testimonies that he did or one of his interviews he said that he had dated a model that his mother called a slut and that she claimed the woman was infected with a virus that caused aids and as a result, she would not allow her son to eat off the family dishes or in the dining room that he had to eat off paper plates in the den. What? Yeah. What? Because she, <laughs> because she was pissed off that he was like, yeah, no, I get that. But like, what the f- yeah. All of this is what the fuck. Okay. I know. So, um, those are just some of the s- examples of what Lyle had, which what he testified yeah and and lyle did a lot of the talking like he took a lot of the blame for everything too um is he because the one that was arrested first or is he the one that came home and turned himself in he was the one that was arrested first okay and was he the older one he's the older one and he he took a lot of the blame he protected eric that's that's why i was asking if he's the older one because i was like he was he maybe he was looking out Everything that was stated is Eric took a lot of it more, more so like his father abused him more so. And it was, it was an awful thing that I just gave you examples of what Lyle had testified on, on stuff that his mother did stuff that his father did. He didn't go into a lot of details over Eric. Um, Eric gave his own, which was awful. It was just as bad, just as bad. Um, and the first trial lasted four and a half months and it resulted in two different juries, one for each brother. And 
none of them were unable to agree. Like they were unable to agree on whether they were guilty of the murder or if they were acting in, in self-defense. Right. And it was, it had to be retried because they couldn't agree, which I understand. Can you imagine being a juror in this case? Like, Oh yeah. I'm, I'm, it's, how do you say guilty? How do you say guilty? How do you say guilty? How do you say not guilty? guilty? Exactly. Like, how do you, how do you you determine? How do you do it? How do you do it? It's that's, that's crazy. So this, the second trial took place in 1995 and the judge did not allow TV cameras in the courthouse for this one. And odd, odd uh, situation is the uh, Miss Smith, the mistress. Oh, okay. We're going back to her. She she testified for the defense in this time. Wait, what? Yes. In the second trial, she she defended them. She insisted that Dr. Jerome had manipulated the brothers into confessing. What? She's salty. You can't just flip sides. <laughs> right. So the effort obviously felt short because of she's salty. This is why you don't trust a mistress, y'all. Like, and, <laughs> I know. Well, both Lyle and Eric were convicted of first degree murder in 1996 and they were sentenced to life without parole. Okay. They were both sent to separate prisons, which was so sad. I was going to say, I feel like that's really sad because they so sad. only had each other their whole lives, supposedly, like throughout all this. But in 2018, they were reunited and they're now serving their sentences at the same facility. Which could also go the other way. Like, oh, it's really sad because they only had each other growing up. Or, oh, that's probably best because they were fucked up in the head and murdered their innocent parents. Like, you don't know which one. (laughs) I know. Well, so each, it's crazy because each of the brothers actually got married in prison to to women on the outside. Um, So Eric They met after all this happened? That they met like through the trials and stuff? Pin pals. Pin pals. Okay. Okay. So Eric Eric married a pin pal named Tammy Sakoman in 1999 and then Lyle actually found two women <laughs> willing to marry him That's so it. Anna Eric Erickson who is a former model who actually divorced him a year later after she had married him because she found out he was writing to other women and then uh Rebecca Sneed a journalist who married him in 2003 a journalist don't get don't don't marry your work what I know <laughs> so that is I, I, that's one thing that I will never understand. Also, these pen pals, these people, these women that write or, or men that write these murderers, supposed they, murderers, or actions, like I don't understand it. I I never it's, will. It's a, it's a publicity thing to me. I think so. Like it is. It's got to be. I honestly like, think it is. I want to be in the limelight type situation. I it's a like. bit. It's a big publicity thing to me. Right. I I don't uh, I I don't buy it. I I'll never buy it. I think it's bullshit. I'm not saying that Eric and, and Lyle are unable to, to find love or anything by all right. means. No, I, no, I, I get that. But I, I mean, I'm, I, it's bullshit. I think it's bullshit. <laughs> I mean, there was the one time, the one time that I can think of that when we talked about the West Memphis three. Yeah. I can't, I can't remember her name, but the woman and Damien Eccles that started writing yeah. each other and then they end up getting married 
way before he was ever released and they're like still together. Right. Right. And it happens. And that's what I was going to say. Like it, it happens. But for these I women like- that, that are writing these people that know that they're not going to be out ever. Really? Yeah. yeah. It's, like, it's I feel like that's one of those like very, very random, like once in a blue moon type of situations where right. it's like actually something that works out and it's not right. meant to be just for like TV. <laughs> I agree. I agree. And that's a lot of these like high profile cases in this instance, it was huge. I mean, it, it, it was huge. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, <laughs> I, I don't get it. I, I think it's bullshit. Yeah. That's just me. But so that is the case, but okay. I ain't going to tell you how I feel about it. I, was gonna say, I need to know your thoughts because I literally have no idea how I feel. Because- I was going to say, I, I do have to tell you how I feel about it. So as you know, it was, um, like I stated in the beginning, it's a big, like TikTok has, has it's a big sensation it. so right it's now. Big, yes. It's a big sensation. It's being brought up all over again. Um, I don't, I don't know how it got brought up all over again from. In, like I was TikTok. wondering if there was some kind of like, if they had some kind of like, um, appeal or something recently just in in 2018 they were reunited again but that was about it like there's there's not really much going on with it right now I mean they are there are appeals that they've they've done and stuff too um I will say my thoughts on the case after hearing in detail I I watched a couple of the biographies and listened to several of the interviews um and it really, it really makes you think, right? Well, then I started listening to some of the interviews from cousins and some family members that um, visited every once in a while and how it was really strange how the parents acted with their children and, right. and uh, some of the stuff that, that they had told some of their family members who didn't believe it at the time because they just didn't think that they could be that way. Like mm-hmm. Kitty and Jose they could be that way. I honestly believe that their parents did it. So this is my thing though. There's not, so there's not anything. I I don't feel strongly one way or the other because there's not any kind of like, no, we don't, and that, we don't I know. wasn't, yeah, I wasn't done. I, I feel that his, their parents did molest them. Um, I do think that they were telling the truth, um, watching and listening to some of this stuff. Like it's not psychopathic type behavior or right. anything. I haven't watched any of anything. Like I, I don't, I haven't is, heard their interviews. I haven't watched their stuff yet. There's, you can see how, um, it really affected them talking about it again, um, like going through, like it would be hard to imagine that they're like just acting is what you're saying. There's no way you're acting. There's no way that they were acting. If, if it, if they are, then man, they've got everybody. I was going to say, then that's like psychotic type. It is, it is, but I'm saying the way that, I mean, it is, it's heartbreaking. It's very heartbreaking Mm -hmm. listening to what they had to go through and reliving some of it. Cause I left a lot of the gorier details out. I mean, it wasn't gory as in bloody, but you know, like just fucking disturbing. Like we, we get it. We get the gist. Yes. Very disturbing. Um, just awful, awful, but (laughs) I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to watch. I'm going to have to watch this stuff. And you have to, I will say I am definitely pro they should 
they should get parole for some, but, but like get a chance to be on the parole board, like okay. up for parole, let somebody else give them a, you know, and judge the situation and see right. if, if they're able to, to be let go or whatever, but what they did to their parents, um, how gruesome and but, but also if if what happened what they say happened happened then i could completely understand how gruesome, gruesome i'm not saying it's right is, it's not right the but also i'm saying if, if what i'm saying is if that act all of the stuff that they're saying if that happened to them i could understand how like emotionally they would be to the point where yes it's however just emotions taking over okay however however they She's were waving adults. her microphone stand at me. They were adults. <laughs> they, yes, were, they were grown ass man. They were, they were adults that did not have to live with them. That's true. Like they weren't living with them, right? One of them was gone to college. One of them was gone to college. One of them was doing um, a lot of tennis and stuff, but they, I mean, they could have separated from their family a long time before, like 21 and 18. Like. So what you're saying is you feel like it would be more just if they had done it when they were younger, when they were still trapped there, maybe? I feel like it would have been more, more believable for them, for sure. For sure. Okay. Um, obviously, I don't think they should have ever done that. I think they should have gotten away, like, you know, leave. Like, if yes. that was happening, then they should have, like, turned them in and let them gotten, like, arrested and all that stuff. Which granted, again, they were well known. That's why they right. were well. It would have been they hard for wealthy. people to believe that that they happened. were very like, yes, they were very wealthy, living in a mansion. It's very very hard. Yeah, very hard for police. So it, basically, again, what this, you're telling me that is this whole case is one of those things like John Benet Ramsey or Elisa Lamb that I'm never going to know the actual answer to, and it's just going to like yeah. bug me for the rest of my life. Right. That's what you're telling me. <laughs> I'm never going to know. Except you know who the killers are. It's not, it's not Jim. It's not. I do know who the killers are, but, but I don't know why. Like it's, you know what I'm saying? I know why. (laughs) I mean, I believe, I absolutely believe, believe that they committed this in out of fear. I, I believe that they committed this out of like maybe they were scared their lives growing up and then they were like, Hey, we're grown. Like we can, we can end this forever. Yeah. I believe they did it out of fear for just the emotional abuse that they went through. Right. Um, do I believe that they did it out of fear that their father was going to kill them? No, 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 no. But maybe, maybe out of like emotional distress as in like once they decide to do it, they decided like maybe they maybe that they thought that it was gonna gonna make them finally be able to breathe maybe because that maybe they didn't maybe they felt suffocated and and trapped or whatever which i mean i i understand also i don't but, know, with with their mother so you said like they shot him in the head that was it then with her she was asleep she stands up and then they just like unload a fucking shotgun like it was Lyle. But I'm exactly I'm saying so he, either he was like letting out all this pent up emotional rage and distress or yeah, he, 
or if the parents didn't do anything i have no idea and they shot the dad right. and they just wanted to spend all the money then it was like oh we shot dad there's no turning back i'm scared so i'm just gonna keep shooting her like you don't know no you don't spending the money it, looks really bad it does look really real, bad. real it bad does. it does and obviously so this is the way i view it too i believe it happened and i believe that they were feeling the guilt that's why they told their therapist right yeah that makes sense and that I, was clearly a thing they clearly were feeling guilty and told him yeah they they have emotions like and they then definitely he ran his ass his freaking mouth to his mistress who got pissed off at him <laughs> well i'm pissed off at you so uh yeah this is what happened <laughs> like come on like, why 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 therapist first of all mistress second of all don't tell her about confidential cases especially shit like this like what the hell i know i know so yeah i mean it's just it's a it's a crazy case and it's a crazy like case. i said it's it's going on it's back and forth on tiktok everyone's it's it's free the menendez brothers like free yeah. them which i understand and i do believe that they do they should have a chance to you know have i don't know the opportunity for parole um right but at the same time i'm like okay you let him go they're not gonna go and spend all the money and stuff anymore or whatever because they're not gonna be able to get it but what's what's to come of that like how are they gonna react when they're outside of prison you know the money are they gonna looks really go bad back to huh i said the money still looks really bad to me like also i understand though that they're they were young young adults it and, doesn't matter and it had all this matter. money all of a sudden you motherfucking know what's right and wrong you do you like, know what's right and wrong you know that when you were spending all this money on stupid shit like a new car a restaurant a cafe yeah like what the, yeah a restaurant that you were looking bad you like you, you had to know that bad. was bad you like, were looking pretty fucking bad like yeah. come on that gets me so all these people and that's my thing is like all these people that are like free the brothers free the brothers like i get it i do because i feel the empathy that these people feel for them and, and especially i guess you like you said especially after watching the stuff which i haven't watched it well, yes it's it's very it's very sad um and i feel it i do but then i'm also like but you legitimately made it to where you couldn't even recognize your mother like overkill yeah the overkill it, that's it rough premeditated premeditated Clearly. because you planned to go to a movie and then come back and shoot them yeah kill them and then try to make it look like it was a setup and it wasn't you it was premeditated that looks really bad like really bad like what what was the point of the alibi and like calling right the fake phone calls of the cops like oh i just found them like this like right exactly you had so, to know that wasn't gonna work it <laughs> exactly so i know that it's probably gonna it's probably going to really irritate some of our listeners that I even have this thought in my head, because like I said, it's a big, it's a big thing, you know, let them go. They're, they're innocent. They're not innocent because they did kill them, <laughs> but right. I mean, it did happen. They did murder. 
Yeah, I mean, was it in self-defense or not? Like, was it after years of emotional and physical abuse? I I personally think that's what it was from. The the self-defense thing has me stumped because it's not self-defense. It's not self-defense if if nothing's happening at that moment. Like that's premeditated. It's not self. Yes, it's not self-defense, and also it's not self-defense when you guys are an adult and don't have to live there. Right. Like you're not like, defending yourself when they're sitting on the couch asleep and cut out TV. the toxic people in your life, guys. I mean, family <laughs> included. <laughs> like some if family, toxic, some family be toxic, y'all. Like you know, some family be toxic. I mean, I'm gonna tell you right now. There's family members of ours that I don't talk to, and it's not because I think that they're toxic or anything. It's just that <laughs> you're taking not, back. <laughs> I'm not, no, I'm just saying like, there is family members that we don't talk to. Oh, we got a shit ton of family though. They're everywhere. <laughs> we do have a shit ton of family, but I just don't, I don't talk to them because I don't feel the need to, like they don't make an effort. So why make an effort? Right. 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 But if your parents are sitting here and abusing you when you're a kid, all the way to teenage years to an adult year. When you, once like, you get to 18 and you, once you get to 18 and you move out just fucking leave and never have anything to do with it again like that's it when you're older if you're not going 18, to you were 16 you're old enough to be emancipated you're right. old enough to be emancipated as a young teenager get the right. fuck out like you don't have to sit there and wait you don't have to like if you don't want to sit there and like call call right. any kind of like law enforcement and be like hey this is happening to me like if you don't want to turn them in for that but you're of that age then just distance yourself from that and again i mean i'm not like i'm not stating that they were awful kids or awful people because it's hard not to think awful things to do to somebody that's abusing you right right for sure but also i don't know personally i personally do not know how it would be like being abused for years and not like not being able to come forward right that's you know? that was terrible that's terrible and there's like tons of people that, that happens to like and they don't feel like they have anybody to go to or they have any way out no. because when you look at it and this this is why i say that i do believe that their parents did it and i do believe that they technically had a motive to do it and everything because being silenced for so long and not feeling that if you go to law enforcement because your family is rich it's not gonna nothing's gonna happen right it's it's sad because sometimes our justice system does fail us it does sometimes and in this in this case i feel if they would have gone to anybody it would have failed them but i also I, I don't believe. disagree with that because I do feel like, yes, they had money and they had connections or whatever, like they could have made it yes. go away. It would have, and it would have failed them. But I also believe that just because it would have failed them doesn't mean that they couldn't have gotten out and not killed their parents. Right. Right. I get that. So again, I'm probably going to upset some of our listeners but it is what it is that's my thoughts <laughs> it is what it is it is what it is i don't 
I don't know. Like I have no strong thoughts one way or the other. It's because very, it's a, it's a that, crazy Actually, case. that's not true. I have strong thoughts one way and I also have strong thoughts the other way. Like I don't know yeah, which I do. is which. Right? <laughs> like it's, right? it's so confusing. <laughs> it is. It's very hard to go. It took me a lot of time to keep going back and forth. And I was like, no, you know what? This is how I feel. This is how I feel. I feel that they should get the chance for parole. I do feel like they had a motive and a reasoning for it, but I also feel that they, um, some of the stuff that they did prior to premeditated during overkill after like all of that. Yeah just doesn't look I good feel like them. I feel like you did a very good job being like in the middle you know right right <laughs> uh, like right? claps claps for you tiny claps <laughs> so that is the case of the Menendez brothers that's a you're that, welcome I mean guys. I am so confuzzled thank you <laughs> <laughs> and you're welcome <laughs> Golly. okay well good job you okay. yeah so for all of our uh, pa- Patreonites, Patreons. <laughs> I like Patreonites. You know, you always say that. Um, patrons. <laughs> patrons. Patronuses. Um, we, did ta- we did talk about releasing our um, monthly episode this past week. Things got a little crazy. Um, they did. We Guys. are, don't be alarmed. We are releasing it. We're we releasing are. it this week. It's happening. It's already settled. It's happening. Don't worry. So be on the lookout. Um, There's been all the craziness. For you guys that are not on, you know, not following our patron, Patreon. They're like, it does not affect Um, me. (laughs) It does not affect me. No, it's my week. So you'll, or my month, I guess. It's your month. month. So you'll hear me again. I did last month. You're going to hear my annoying voice again. (laughs) I get a little break. (laughs) It is your month. I did mine last month. I did the spontaneous human combustion. It was pretty entertaining. We also have a... We also have a little, um, kind of a, a little surprise, not really a surprise. I guess it's not going to be a surprise because I don't know what's happening, about it. but you do. We've already talked about it in July. Um, oh, every July I go and guys, visit. guys, so I don't <laughs> I, know if you remember this, but our very first episode was last July because yes, she was here visiting. She comes and visits me every 4th of July weekend. So we are Every together and it's like a month until then it and is. she's coming. So, we will be I, together in the same I, room. <laughs> together. No, um. <laughs> we had this, we had this moment where we were super excited, where we thought that that weekend it was, was our, for our 50th episode, but I was wrong. I counted wrong. <laughs> we were like, it's going to be a 50th extravaganza. Like we got to do this awesome thing. It's not 50. It's like 51. I think it's 51. <laughs> um, so we're going to have an extravaganza for 51. Whoop, whoop. We are. I was going to say for those that haven't um, joined our Patreon and you're still on the fence or whatever, which is fine. We are going. We still to, heart you too. We still heart you. We are going to do that specific episode for July a little bit different. Um, you're gonna see our glorious faces. <laughs> our glory. It's not gonna. I, I'm gonna have to actually like not look like this. How I look right now. 
Right. <laughs> I'm going to have to look good too. Cause I look like a hot mess. I've got like, but you guys will get to see us together. Um, in the nice, awesome pod lab of crystals, um, not her closet <laughs> and <laughs> not my, not my, that's the plan. That's the, room hopes. The house. that's that's the hopes. So I've never actually recorded in the pod lab that I it's, had built. I have to ago. fill it first. It's, it's too <laughs> empty. To it's too echoey. So I've continued to be in my closet because I'm R. Kelly and that episode of South Park. I'm in the closet. No, um, no. <laughs> we good. are, we're going to record, we're going to record, we're going to um, release it with video here soon. We'll, we'd like to do like a live um, so I don't know if we'll do video. live or if we'll do, when we're we talking about, like, we'll release the episode, but then we'll do like for Patreons, like release it as like the live, like the video, not live, but like, yes, video. no, I'm not talking about for that one. I was but like, we're not doing like an Instagram live. Oh, or not, for, not for that. We have talked about doing a live sometime in right. the near future. It's in the talks. Um, it's in the talks. We just have to both have an area that's not a closet. <laughs> no. There's so many clothes behind me right now, guys. And well, I wear none of them. <laughs> at least you're not in your teenage boy's room with I'm Billie Eilish. I'm Billie Eilish right now. <laughs> behind Billie her. Eilish. There's a Billie Eilish poster, a Stranger Things poster. What is that? Some anime poster. You said, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I don't know what's in my kid's room. <laughs> my hero academia? I, I don't know. I'm I don't know just, what that is. I'm taking your word for it. But yeah, no. It's going to be the shit. We're going to have an <laughs> amazing 51. Hey, I have I have uh, come a long way from my car. <laughs> That's true. From the birds chirping in the car. <laughs> right. That's true. You've moved up to the preteen son's room. I know. It's the only quiet place. <laughs> anyways okay so yeah, let's let's just be awkward let's Follow be awkward stuff. <laughs> hit Follow us up it. on serialholicsisters.com and yeah let's let's be awkward <laughs> okay bye okay. bye bye